Well, hello, adventurers. Thanks for listening to The First Watch. The audio for this podcast is taken from our web show, so if you want the full visual experience with battle maps, our beautiful players' faces, and me making some, eh, questionable monster grimaces, you can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel via the link in the show notes. But we're so glad you're here and listening, and hope you enjoy the story. Now, on to the adventure. Well, hello there, young adventurer. I've been waiting for you. We've met before, don't you remember? Ah, no worries. I'm quite forgetful myself. The other sparks are waiting for you. Leviath, Shuey, Theo, and Brandy. They've had such wonderful tales to tell. A truly marvelous story. I wonder which one of them will be the chosen one. Perhaps none of them will. Perhaps it will be you. The morning's coming soon. I have to leave now. Will I see you again? I sure hope so. Is a story really a story if there's no one to tell it to? Well, goodbye for now, adventurer. Chosen Ones is a visual novel-style D&D podcast on YouTube that releases every Thursday at 1pm CST. Find us on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. Come adventure with us. Previously, on the first watch, you start to hear some sort of creature noises, and then you hear the very distinctive sound of a blade cutting through something. And you hear more shouts. They're distant. Luna tears off, goes over the top of this, this next kind of embankment, and disappears. You see two figures lying prone on the ground. Blood pouring out of their heads. One of them has an arm that's been torn off. You see three of these familiar insectoid-like beasts that are surrounding a third figure who stands in the middle of the basin wielding just about the biggest sword you've ever seen someone carry on their person. As the three of you crest this little rocky hill and look down, you see this figure, this lone figure, in gleaming armor, wielding a giant greatsword, swinging wildly as three more of those insectoid-like creatures that you, Hyde, and Gamorg had killed a few days ago are swarming this person. 
you look and there are actually two other bodies, humanoid bodies that are lying dead on the ground, also decked out in armor, swords and a mace kind of scattered out of their reach. You see the uh, bifurcated bodies of several of these different insectoid creatures that have been slain over the course of this combat. All around you, you, you also see those same holes in the ground that you had seen before. A, 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 a talisman of their nest, apparently. But as you look, this figure in the middle is being slowly overtaken, even though he is fighting valiantly. What do you do? Quick question, clarifying question. He's in the middle of their nest, or is it like a campsite? And he, there's like he's a like, few... He's like down in a little like valley area and you see various hills and there are the holes all over the place. He seems to, you know, he and his fallen comrades seem to have found themselves traveling through um, through the, the, the creature's domain. How far away is he? Uh, at a moment, about 80 feet away. Dude, we've we've dealt with one of these guys before. Should we just go down and show him how it's done? Yes. We definitely should. And I'm going to hop on Luna. Okay. And then I'm going to take off towards... Yeah, and I'm just going to run. Okay. Run on down there. All right, Siki. Siki, what I'm are you just doing? going to... Try. No, no, no. Don't wait for me. It's cool. It's cool. All right. So as the three of you at varying different speeds uh, begin to rush down to help this person... I would like everyone to go ahead and roll initiative, please. So, as you all begin to rush down, Hyde, you have the top of the initiative order. You are, as you find yourself now entering combat, you are about 40 feet away from the battle. Okay. Um, I am going to hop off Luna as she's going. I'm going to try and do one one of those cool things where I just hop off and she keeps going. And then she's going to attack the, the one that's right in front of her, like the first one that she can get to, and I'm going to take a shot at that same one. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make an acrobatics check for the dismount. Hell yeah, I will. Oh, natural 20. Nice. No problem. You hop right off and just kind of like boom, boom, boom. Your feet just touch the ground barely as you're pulling your arrow out. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll for your attack and for Luna's attack. Okay, it doesn't matter which one goes first, right? Um, yours has to go first, I believe. Okay. Um, before I shoot, I'm going to cast um, Hunter's Mark okay. on the first one. Sounds good. So do that for the first time in like four episodes I'll do that why not um, and then it's only the entire backbone of, uh, of the <laughs> right right hey everyone forgets though so that makes me feel a little bit better um, that's gonna be a 23 to hit 23 does hit okay and it's gonna be oh. um, 12 points of damage for my bonus oh wait plus the hunter's mark which is a d6 or a d4? A d6. Um, a d6. Okay, so that's 12 plus 2. That's 14. 14. All and right. Then... You sink an arrow deep into it, and it kind of screeches back, and you see those large um, <laughs> those large mandibles kind of clacking in anger. 
Okay. And then Luna's gonna charge forward and she's gonna do a bite action. Okay. Um, uh, 16 to hit. 16 does hit, yes. Alright. Twelve points of damage. Twelve points of damage. This creature, which had already been taken a couple a couple strikes from from uh, the warrior that it's uh, it's attacking, between your arrow and Luna's bite, whew, this first one gets ripped apart and scattered. Pieces of like little legs go off and flying as she kind of shakes into it. She's uh, gonna turn to the next one yeah. like. Uh, that brings us to Gamorg. Gamorg, you are fast, not quite as fast as uh, Luna, so you're about 50 feet away 50 at the feet. moment. 50 feet. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and run up 30 feet. Um, okay. And I'm going to take out my longbow. Okay. And I'm going to shoot at the closest one. Alrighty. That'll be a, let's see here, that'll be a 15 to hit. 15 does hit. Go ahead and roll Sweet. damage. Sweet. Uh, so. It's been a while since I've used a longbow. That'll be... It's been a long while since you've used a longbow. Long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 10 points of piercing damage. <laughs> 10 points of damage. All right. And then... I take a d4 of psychic for that joke. Yes. Um... And then I'm going to shoot it again. Okay, second attack. Yeah, so that'll be 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Um, and that'll be nine points of damage. So 19 total. You boom, boom, sink two arrows quickly into this creature, finding the cracks between its exoskeleton uh, and doing a good chunk of damage to it. Sweet. Doesn't go down but it looks pretty hurt. Cool. And then there's one other one besides that? There's one other, yep. So two total. Left. There's two two left at the moment. Yeah, cool. All right, that then brings us to Siki. You are 60 feet away, running as fast as your turtle legs will carry you. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to run my distance up to where everybody else is, and... Um... I guess I'm just going to cast Bless on... Can I cast Bless on Luna? I can, can. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's okay. the distance on Bless? That's what I was trying to find. Um, 30 feet. Yeah, you'll be fine then. You run 30, you can get the other 30 reach with Bless. Okay. Yeah, because I'm only... Only 30 feet. It's <laughs> yep. my speed. So, yep. So I'm just going to run up and then like as soon as I get close enough, be like... You get blessed, and you get blessed, and you get blessed. I'm just like, <laughs> bless everybody. Okay. Uh, so who all are you blessing? Uh, it would be Gamorg, Luna, and Hyde. Okay. So you oh, all... Wow. So you're concentrating now. Um, you all have a D4 to add to attacks and saving throws. Yes. That's your turn? Yes, that's it. Okay. That brings us to the insectoid creatures. Uh, the two of them were attacking your character, Michael, and they are going to continue to do so. Um, first one uh, is going to roll first to see if it gets its acid back. It does not. So it is going to take a bite attack at you. 
That is a 16 to hit. That misses as it clangs off of your armor. The second one does not get its acid back as if they had already used it in this combat. Uh, and that is even lower. That is a 14 to hit. So both of them, you know, you parry with your sword uh, and, and keep them both at bay. As you see now, these three, four actually characters coming down the hill towards you. One of them riding a dire wolf and jumping off of it with a longbow, a tabaxi figure. Uh, behind him, a half-orc running and pulling his own longbow. And behind them, a turtle running and beginning to cast some sort of spell. Uh, quite the colorful group of characters that have come out of nowhere. So that brings us to your turn. All right. Well, the one that's in front of me, I'm going to take a swing at with everything I've got and just aim, chop it right in half. Okay, this is the one that you saw the half-orc put a couple arrows into, uh, right. so it's starting to take some damage. That is a 19. 19 hits. Roll, roll your damage. Show us what you got, kid. Uh, that is 12. 12. Boom! The sword goes right through it, falls in half at your feet, leaving only one behind you. I'm just going to follow the, the sword through, because I have my second attack. Yep. And I'm just going to go straight for the other one. Okay, so you swing, bring momentum up, and bring the sword back around towards the other one, swirling and spinning as you do. It's a... 17. 17 hits. Roll your damage on that. Thanks. Uh, so that is... 16. 16 points. Okay. Boom! You cut into the next one, take a couple of its legs off. This one had not taken any damage yet, so it's a little heartier. Uh, and it kind of clacks at you and hisses uh, little bits of venom kind of spilling out of its mouth as it does. Uh, but you, you put the hurt on it for sure with that one. Anything else on your turn? Just keeping an eye on these three figures because I'm not sure if they're here to help or to cause me more trouble. Fair enough. That brings us to the top of the round, Hyde and Luna. Is there only one left? There's one left. It's on the other side of this armored figure uh, who has just cut into it. Okay. Um, Luna is going to position herself so she's flanking with that person. Okay. And she's going to try and take a bite. Okay. With advantage. Natural 20. Natural yeah. 20. All right. Mm-hmm. 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 So roll damage. Um, okay. So that is six. 19 points. 19 points. Um, okay, not quite enough to do it, but she bites into it hard um, and brings it almost down to the ground. With her um, her kind of throw ability, what size of the creature can she throw? Or does it say? It doesn't say. It just says... Uh... If the creature 
If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw. Okay, in that point. case... Uh, in that case, it does succeed with a 14. So it's yeah. not thrown prone to the ground, uh, but a big chunk of damage is taken out of it. And I still have my second action. Correct. Right. So I'm going to um, walk up to it and just Boromir style, real careful aim, and All hope right. that it hits. Like the orc shooting into Boromir. <laughs> That's exactly. People don't usually use it like that, but I'm going to. <laughs> Boromir murdering. Uh, so roll style. with disadvantage because you're shooting within <laughs> melee range. Oh, I thought because of the whole Boromir gag. But okay. You can <laughs> add bless to that if you want, by the way. You can. It's at disadvantage, but you do have bless. Okay, 14 at disadvantage. Uh, that just hits. Oof. Okay. So, yep. <laughs> yes. I wow. got away with it. Okay. <laughs> it's a dangerous thing to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just go with it, guys. Why not? Um, ten points of damage. Ten points. That's enough with that last arrow. Boom! The creature drops down to the ground, and you now find yourselves standing in the remains of five or six of these dead insectoid creatures. The smell is acidic and awful uh, from the, the, the acid sprays that had been shot off during the, the initial ambush. You look and you see the figures that were, the, the humanoid figures that were killed are both halflings uh, in full plate armor uh, with their own weapons. And you can see there's like bits where the acid spray from these creatures is starting to burn away at their flesh. And like you can hear this sizzling sound from the, the metal of their armor kind of being rotted away by uh, by the acid. But you turn and look as the figure before you uh, lowers his sword and turns to face you. And uh, Michael, would you like to describe your character? In more well, detail? I mean, he's in full plate, so you're not going to see a whole lot at this point, but he stands a little bit shorter than a standard adult male uh, human. Seems a little bit bulkier as well, not obese or muscular, but just kind of a stockier build. Um, what you can see of his armor is very well maintained, but it is very worn. It has obviously seen more than a few fights. Um, there's something intrinsically almost religious to the armor itself, you you see what looks like etching in it that, if you looked closely, maybe has some symbolism to it. Other than that, he's carrying a massive broadsword that is almost ridiculous. And there are a few packs of almost what looks like uh, supplies, like somebody would be carrying scattered around as if they had thrown them off in the middle of a battle. And the armor on the other two halflings also matches although it does seem a little bit newer and shinier and perhaps not quite as well-maintained. I jog over to where he's at, make sure that Luna is not all up in his face. Good job, Gar. You did good. I'm immediately going to bring the sword kind of up, not in a attack, but in a guard. Whoa. I I walk up too, and I'm just like, right. "Hey, man, 
It's really you a shame I wasn't. Foe. It's really a shame I wasn't here because I could have told you the meat from these things is okay, but it is not worth dying over. So, my great. I had no intention of eating these. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that they're good. They're yeah. I mean, they're, they're okay. You try it, it, it makes a meal, but it's not. It's not something you want to go. You know, put yourself in harm's way over. Can I like catch up to them? Everybody at this point, and be like, "Don't eat those things. Disgusting." <laughs> All right. May May I check on your friends? Wait, you, who, companions? Who are, who are you? Are these your your fellows? On the ground. I mean, These they look like him. So, my... yes, this is my do, unit. Do, can Unfortunately, I... I'm fairly sure they're already dead. But yes, please feel free to check them. Okay, so I'm gonna go and check both of them and just see. Like, uh, yeah, go ahead and make a medicine check. Okay. Should I make How... two separate ones? Uh, I'll say just roll one uh, oh. for checking both their bodies. Okay. I'm sorry, but um. I guess, what is your name? That would be a good place to start. Well, since we seem to be out of danger for the moment, I'm going to go ahead and take my helmet off. Then I'll pop it off. My name is Elgar. I'm a lieutenant of Saints Preserve. And who are you? Elgar. A lieutenant of... What? Saint Preserve. Where are you from that you're not familiar with the soldiers of Saints Preserve? I turn to look at um, Gamori and Siki. Obviously. So, uh, hi. First of all, Siki, your medicine check. Uh, 14. 14. Uh, they are both deceased. Okay. Can I. Very um, dead. <laughs> can I do mending on both of them to just kind of close up any fissures in the armor from the acid? From the with the armor, yes, you can okay. you can use the mending cantrip over the next minute or so to kind of fix up their armor. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hayden Gamorg and and Siki too, as you're listening, um, the Saints Preserve is something that you are absolutely familiar with. This is the domain just to the east of Roderfell, uh, in where which is where Ferith is located. It is a part of the kingdom that is mostly surrounded with uh, a mountain range, and it is inhabited by the Paladins of Adelin, one of the oldest, most well-respected, most feared, and most conservative um, religious sects in the kingdom. The Paladins of Adelin that live in the Saints Preserve uh, are few in number, but they were very like when when King Ustman united the the kingdom. He he did he did not go to many places in person to talk to leaders. He went to the Saints Preserve. He needed to make sure that they did not <laughs> resist his his unification. This is all very common knowledge throughout the land. So when Elgar uh, says Saints Preserve, that is a, you you immediately know what he's talking about. Same preserves with the paladins and the soldiers and all that, right? I've never met right? one of these. That would be yeah, correct. me neither. What are you doing? So all the what way are down you here? doing here? Sorry. <laughs> right with Jeez. you, brother. Well, unfortunately, 
I'm not quite sure what I'm doing here. But... Have you... Hmm. You seem to be very inquisitive. Have you been exploring around here? What is your purpose here in the wastelands? First of all, can I can I take the lead on this, guys? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So first of all, we're the ones that just save your skin. So I feel like I that gives that. us the right to ask however many questions that we may like. And second of all, we're just trying to get out of this place. And third oh. of all, it seems very suspicious that you don't know why you're here. Right? Maybe. Yes, they well, agree. I do have something in common with you. I'm also trying to get out of here. Um, as to what I'm doing here, we were on a routine um, a troll. We found one of these strange portals that's been opening up, and as such, we are expected to gather as much information as we could. Um, unfortunately, we stepped through and ended up here not a pleasant experience and now we were trying to either find another one or figure out how to get back to where we belong in saints preserve and stupidly we weren't paying attention we should have known better and stumbled into this creature's lair i guess Happens and that's where you found us. us so hold on you were in saints preserve and just then you outside just... Wizard of oz here? Through a door? I'm not sure what you mean by Wizard of like, Oz. Like, you just saw like a portal and you were like, hey, let's try that portal. Like you were Twilight Zoned here. Exactly. It wasn't so much that we saw You know, like portal. the video game portals? Where yeah. you <laughs> oh, that's actually really fun. <laughs> I am very confused by you all, but we, um, we were on a routine patrol and we well, to be honest, Finian, ugh, the halfling, was never the smartest, and he decided to step through, and we had to follow him. Can I roll an insight check on this guy? You can. Four. Four. Elgar seems completely convincing. At least he completely believes everything that he's saying. I believe it. As best you can tell. So if we know that he is from um, uh, the Saints Preserve, because I'm trying to remember, how much time was there between when the ground started opening up mm -hmm. and when we came here? Like, do we know how much time has passed since then? It, it has been three days. It's not been very long. Okay. Because how you, you got here within a day's travel, you found Mechan... You had that battle, you had a rest, and then you left and had the other rest where you got attacked by the skeletons. So um, it's only been like three days. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask him, how long have you been here? Uh, just since late at night. We were finishing our patrol, so it would have been close to midnight when we fell through. Do you know how to get back to your hometown? Direction-wise, uh, I believe north. 
but that's I'm not we sure exactly where I am, so that's a rough guess at the moment. Unfortunately, we've been running. We haven't had much time for um, accurate cal calculations, and to be truthful, navigation has never been my skill set. That was what Finian was good at, and he had to get himself killed. Isn't he the one that stepped through the portal? Not the brightest bulb in the box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> Sorry, I Finian. feel like we have similar goals so you have a big sword i do we have a dire wolf and which is quite beautiful actually healing don't look at her directly in the eyes she takes that as a challenge do you want to maybe i don't know team up why not we're in the desert there's dangerous well, creatures around. I would rather not die, if that's what you're asking. So yes, for the time being, I think it would be wiser for me to stay with a group. And since you don't seem intrinsically evil, I see no reason not to. And are you just good with a sword, or are you like good at other things too? It's like a job interview of sorts. I am a great. soldier, first and foremost. I have a few other skills as well, but I don't see how any of those will help us in the middle of a desert. Like what? I, I want to know. Oh god. He's very thorough. <laughs> Elgar goes, let me check my character sheet. <laughs> I was going to say, like, gosh, <laughs> you're looking at your page You're looking at your resume? Know your yes. resume. <laughs> Um, well, back in Saints Preserve, I am, I suppose you would call me a trainer. I take the young recruits out, and I get them into decent shape before they go out to battle. Also, reasonably good with the animals. Hmm. Okay. You're hired. What are you paying? Our bar is very low. <laughs> Well, then you're not hiring me. I am merely accompanying you. Yeah, see, that was like humor. I was just, it was a joke. Oh. I was just, yeah, sorry. He said it was an interview. You're going to fit in great. So that was like <laughs> around here. It's okay, Gamar. We, we know. We know. Yeah. I love it, Gamar. Thank you. I love you. it. Yeah. You're going with it. Thanks, I, guys. I, yeah. I like what you're doing. I, I appreciate the attempt to make the situation more or less stressful. That's what I'm here for. This guy is just a ton of fun, I can tell already. <laughs> yeah, you are, aren't you? Okay. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go um, basically lay out my two cohorts so that they can rest in peace. I'm also going to take their medallions and a few other things from them. Okay. We'll, we'll help you put your fellows to rest. Seems like a a decent thing to do. Thank you. I, we can't really bury them, but we know as soldiers that we may fall anywhere, so. Do you have any rituals at Saint Preserves? Any um, rituals for laying your, your fallen? 
leave them in state with their weapons and armor. Uh, I do have to take their medallions, though. Those will be taken back to the to the tower and so they can be um, recorded. And basically, they're like small medallions, almost like with a description, uh, a name, and um, their title as such. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dog tags. What size Paladin comparison Paladin. is their armor to my armor? Are they both halflings? They're both halflings, <laughs> yes. So they'd be too small. Okay. <laughs> I also forgot to mention, when I take the helmet off, I'm not a halfling. I am a little bit more unusual. I'm a dwarven human mix. So, so are you dwarf height? Like the halflings? No, I'm okay. more of a very short human, but with a dwarven features and build. Mm. Like a very tall dwarf. Very tall or dwarf. Or very short, stocky dwarven. human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the weirdest thing I've seen. Hmm. Says the talking cat with the wolf. And turtle. It's We call ourselves the Vaxis, but I... Yes, I'm aware of what you call yourselves. I'm half orc. Hence why you are taller than me. (laughs) That was a very um, I love lamp moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm half orc. (laughs) I am sure your height comes in very handy, good sir. It does. Yep. I also have a friend. How tall are you, Gamori? Um. I don't think I ever put that in my character sheet. How tall do you want to be? I'm like, I'm pretty tall. I'm like, I'd say like six two or something like that. Oh geez, not like huge, but I'm I'm. That's fine. So literally, you could do the whole put your elbow on top of my head. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I won't do it. But you could do it. No, that's funny. Just so you know, I'm six foot, so this changes everything because Seek is probably like up to here, then, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm like has got two five, inches on you. Five, I think, five six. Yeah. So I'm barely taller than her. Okay. Yeah. So now barely. I'm the the shortest one now. Yep. <laughs> cool. So now that we've established a height order, <laughs> how high? How I feel tall like that's definitely important in every this is campaign. Important. You know, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, it's it's how you. When we get art done, we yeah, gotta know yeah. for for how, how tall people. Yeah, it's are. important. World building. <laughs> so, so the five of you uh, grab the the remaining supplies that were scattered from from the troop of paladins, um, just basic rations and camping gear. Uh, you kind of pack up, finish laying the bodies to rest, and continuing your trek north, past now the burrows of whatever these insectoid-like creatures are. Uh, pretty soon you find yourself outside of their seeming domain. Uh, no more holes in the ground threatening you. As you travel, uh, I would like someone to roll a d20 for me. Okay. You want to do it? Go for it. We can, we can take turns. I will... Pro- Is it just a d20? Just a straight d20. Not adding anything? Nope. Four. A four. Okay. 
the weather begins to turn a little bit. It's been pretty dry and, and, and arid, and all of a sudden you begin to hear cracks of thunder in the distance. You don't feel any humidity in the air um, as far as any sort of rain that's about to come. And as it gets to be starting to get a little darker, you do begin to see lightning flashing up in the distance. Uh, silhouetted by that lightning, you see more bluffs and more uh, kind of rocky canyon type areas that you're coming up to. The train is definitely changing from that flat uh, kind of expanse of desert to, to more rocky uh, and even small mountainous at times. The lightning that flashes through the sky is red and sometimes green. And it is picking up in intensity. Still not a sign of rain to come, but there's a little bit of a wind that's whipping up as well. Kicking, starting to be enough to actually kick up some of the sand and the dust. Um, not making it hard to breathe yet, but we'll see. So it definitely looks otherworldly. I'll like roll unnatural. a nature check. Nature? I think more specifically, would I have seen a storm like this in my many days? Uh, you can roll a, hmm. a nature check as well. Yeah. 11. 11? Okay. Um, that's a four. A four. It's not a storm. So in the time that you spent uh, down a little south, uh, you did not see many changes in weather, Gamorg. Um, other than it getting a little hotter, a little colder, it was pretty static. Seeky, in 11, I mean, you've seen lightning of different colors before. Um especially heat lightning can be a little orangey. Um, this does seem, I mean, these are like, it's like a deep red and a bright vivid green. It's, it's odd. I think maybe we should try to find a, a place um, of shelter. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. Yeah. That would seem like a wise idea at the moment. I've, I've never seen red lightning before, to be quite honest. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I've never seen a storm down here. Well, either way, I'm wearing a great deal of metal, and I would rather not get hit. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Let's get you somewhere. Not in the open. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>